I'm with my friends Dan and Melissa McCorkle, and we're going to just share with you what the Lord did in our lives recently at a Grace Fellowship International seminar. It was called the Find, Finding Peace, Finding Peace, and that was just a real blessing for the those that were able to go to that. Maybe you haven't heard of this ministry. You know, it's been endorsed by people like Charles Stanley, and it's just a really powerful powerful ministry. So Dan and Melissa, would you want to just share a little bit about how the Lord has been working in your life recently? How have some of the things that that this good ministry um, has done to just get you in the Word of God and, and get you out there, you know, making disciples and, um, and living the Christian life the way it's supposed to be? So either one of you can start, uh, Melissa or Dan. Just get up to that microphone. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just um, given me a lot of hope. Um, and just encouragement in my walk, just seeing that um, I don't have to be stuck in um, flesh patterns. I don't have to be stuck in the old um, me, in the old self. It's given me hope that um, I can overcome. I used to think that the um, promised land was basically for when we died, and it's not true. We can actually have peace and, and joy and victory now and um, in this life. And I so I think just walking that out and um, seeing brothers and sisters that maybe are struggling, you can just kind of see them and think, gosh, that's not who they are. They're just believing a lie. And um, just encouraging them and who they are, I think, has just been um, what I've kind of been yeah. seeing. And so... Yeah, it's 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 so much about our identity in Christ, and that's the thing that we were talking about before the broadcast. You know, we can go to school and we can have a profession, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being a, you know, a husband, a wife. You know, there's different titles and roles we have, but then who are we in Christ, though? I mean, I remember walking away from my our notes uh, from that seminar, and it was just list after list of of items in Christ I am this I am this I am that mm. you know and there's just so many things to get our minds on you know and and not to get distracted with the world thinking oh I'm too old or I'm too young or I don't know this or it's like wait a minute you know I am I am born again mm. you know and and my spirit has been been sparked to, with life now mm. so so Dan when we were talking a little bit earlier about um, you know some of this stuff that gets gets kind of deep and heavy and stuff, and and I'm still trying to figure it out exactly, and I hope to do you know more study and understanding it. But would, would you guys want to sh- share a little bit about like this? Here's here's on page 28 in in one of these uh, Bible study books about the self life. Uh, the okay, flesh is not. Oh boy, there's a lot of things here. I'll let you start talking about it because you've 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 taught some of these like Bible studies and things like this. Help us understand because this is chuck full of Bible verses, you guys. This is for those of you listening who's not familiar with Grace Fellowship International. It's it's just chuck full of of Bible verses. But do you want to just try to like just scratch the surface of what you know the the self life is and isn't, or you know the carnal Christian, the the, the spiritually. Um, you know, controlled Christian and so forth? Sure, Russ. Um, first, I'd like to just say that you mentioned the first thing off the bat, identity, which is a big deal. M- M- Melissa uh, spoke about uh, if you understand that, you have hope, and it gives you hope to know that no matter what happens, uh, you are a son of God. To re- be reminded of the promises is really all 
is really a lot of what your identity is, who you are in Christ and what that means. But going on, your, your question about the flesh um, and walking in the Spirit and the, how they contrast or what that actually means and uh, going forward, is, as far as you mentioned also a carnal Christian, um, if in, the, in 1 Corinthians, it talks about carnal Christian, that they, for, first they do exist, meaning you are a Christian, you are a believer, um, but you may not be walking in the Spirit, which is all the things that are reflective of the fruit of the Spirit. You may be walking in discouragement, hopelessness, depression, even as a Christian. And the good news is, if we understand our identity, and that Paul says, past tense in Romans, you were in the flesh, but now you are this. And he goes on, and it's just encouragement to walk in who Christ intended you to be. Right, right. Go ahead, Melissa. Yeah, I kind of, you know, when you often meet somebody for the first time, you, oh, what do you do? You know, and it's like, well, who are you? You know, you're trying to identify this person, like, who are they? And and a lot of times people say, I do this, and they, they give their occupation, and that's a lot of their identity. Mm-hmm. You don't usually hear, well, I'm a child of the living God, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, that's like... I mean, that's who we are, and that's really, we should be saying that above all things, you know, but we don't really talk like that in society and stuff, but I'll um, have patients of mine that will ask me, oh, you know, what denomination are you? And I'll just be like, non-denominational, and, you know, I'm just a child of the living God, and their eyes just kind of light up, because mm-hmm. that's a loaded statement, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're claiming that he's your father, and he's not dead. He's alive. He's well. He's active. He's working, you know. He's involved, you know. It's, And so I think, you know, making that our identity, number one, we can start walking that out, you know, um, of those promises, like Dan said. Right. The promises in Scripture. Well, you know, we had our little get-together this last weekend, just a small little dinner, you know, and, and I mentioned Romans 12, 1 and 2. And um, there's a portion in this book called The New Life uh, with Grace Fellowship International. And by the way, if you're listening and, and the Lord's moving in your heart, you're, you're needing a friend, I want to encourage you to get in contact with, with me here, and I'll get you in contact with Dan and Melissa. You can send me a, an email, kutrstudio at gmail.com. But because um, they'd be willing to do a, a, like a Bible study at your church, um, you know, and, or meet with you, um, you know, uh, talk with you on the phone, be an encouragement to you. But I just want to read one paragraph out of this book. This is on page 59 of The New Life. And it says, it says, Reckoning ourselves as dead indeed unto sin is not a final crisis, but a continuous process. It is not a second blessing, nor is it a millionth blessing for that matter. It represents blessings innumerable every day. The Christian life is essentially a moment-by-moment life. It is a continuous dying and a continuous living. Of course, there may come a particular crisis and experience where the Spirit of God brings the soul face-to-face with a definite issue as to a willingness for the cross and full surrender of the whole life to God. Yes, the first revelation of the secret of victory also may constitute a real crisis in the life of the believer, but that crisis or experience can never in itself avail for the future. That 
I got to keep reading, I'm sure, to really get the whole essence of that because, you know, that can get you in trouble if you just read one little paragraph. But, <laughs> but when I read that, what comes to your mind? Do you want to comment on that at all, Melissa or, or Dan? Anything that comes to your mind as I'm, I'm reading that part? Yeah, I think, you know, what you're talking about, like a, a full-on crisis, a lot of times we strive in our own flesh. Uh-huh. You know, we can try to keep serving God and, um, you know, we'll do it. We've got this thing covered and we keep falling and falling and falling. And a lot of times we end up in kind of backed into a corner. And then when we finally let go, and he mentored that surrender, when you finally surrender, it's like uh. we get out of the way and we can let the Lord work. It's like he's been waiting so patiently for us to get out of the way, get out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, w- w- one thing I remember me- mentioning uh, on, on Saturday night last week was just how that I had to be really just hit between the eyes in a nice way by the Lord, you know, about that whole idea of surrendering. Because I have to surrender, you know, the fears, you know, of maybe loss, you know, and realizing that God is the owner of, say, for instance, like my wife, you know, or the radio ministry or my kids or or whatever, you know. Um, And then when you realize who owns it and who, you know, you belong to him, you're a steward, you don't you personally don't own these things. God does. So you can give over trust to him. You know, for all these things, you know, and you don't have to live in fear. You don't have to live in like wondering, well, well, what happens when I lose my my status? Maybe as you know, whatever it is, you know, whatever your title is at church, you know, or or maybe you're you're the president, you're CEO of a company, or or station manager, or whatever you are. It's like, okay, let's let's see that in perspective, you know. Let's not let's not get caught up. So, tell us, you know, in the time we have remaining. What what would people maybe expect if they were to get in contact with you guys, and maybe you you could do like a um, like a five part Bible study or something like that. You could meet in somebody's home, or you could meet you know for coffee somewhere. Could you kind of just help somebody who's listening right now? They're driving down the road and they're they're discouraged. They maybe they're a Christian, born again Christian, but they're just kind of lost right now. Yes, for sure. That's our whole heart is to encourage people uh, right where they're at. But we also, we would be open. We have done the Bible studies with the videos, and we we actually really enjoy that because we see lives change. We see people get encouraged and built up and just the countenance change. And it's an awesome thing to see because it's the Lord. It's not what we're doing. It's what He's doing in their life. And so we'd be open to doing that. We'd also, I would be open to have lunch. Um, I'm sure Melissa's heart's the same. She can speak for herself, but for women yeah. to meet, right. um, that would be great. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, our hearts are to encourage and build up the body of Christ. And, and that's why our heart's in this so much with this uh, focus. And, and there's different ministries uh, that, that focus on what we're talking about here today. But uh, one of them is is just identity, like what do you do in a crisis, right? Or um, surrender takes trust, right? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times we don't surrender things because it takes us a long time to trust. Yeah. And sometimes in the midst of that, we run into uh, where we're in hard spots where we actually have nothing left and we don't really even care anymore. We just give up and then we let go because... We have nothing left in us. Yes. And then we finally trust God. And some of us are hard, have harder heads than others. Hey, 
Well said. Thank you guys so much. We're up to a, a break now. We'll be back here on Passion for Christ. I want to thank you both for being on the program. Get in contact with me, KUTRstudio at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us here on Keep Breathing Utah. My name's Russ East, your host, and I want to thank you for joining us. Thanks for listening. <laughs>